This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time. Especially are we thankful for those who may be watching today for the very first time. And those of you who watch every time that we are on the air, may we also thank you. Now today on our telecast, I'm going to be speaking on the subject, Stability in a Disturbed World. I hope that you will stay tuned. Now today on our telecast, we're offering the free Bible Correspondence Course. And I'm about to emphasize the fact that it is free. We'd like for you to have it. You may wonder, uh, is it actually free? And may I assure you that we do not ask for money. We do not ask for donations. We do not sell uh, courses. We do not sell CDs. We do not sell DVDs. Those are free on getting to know your Bible. And in order that you might know more about the Bible course and that you might know how to receive it, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-711. 5214. I'm going to read now from Isaiah, the 33rd chapter, and I'm going to be reading verse 5 and verse 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. The scripture that I have just read takes us back to the days of Isaiah the prophet some 700 years before Jesus Christ. At this time, Judah was facing some disturbing times. Assyria was advancing from the north. Israel, the northern kingdom, had been taken into captivity. And as Syria, Assyria drew near to Jerusalem, the people did not know what to do. Some wanted to to give over to the Assyrians. Others thought that their neighbors to the south, that is the Egyptians, would deliver them. Isaiah was sent to warn the people that their only hope was to trust the Lord. You see, Isaiah said he would give them stability in a disturbed time. And even as God was the stabilizing force in the days of Isaiah, He is the stabilizing force 
in our world today. I want you to think about the unstable and disturbed condition of our time. We, we face many disturbing things in life. There's the disturbed political state today. There is greed, conceit, and national pride. Think about the insecure economic state today. There's the burden of taxes, unsound policy of spending ourselves into prosperity, and then the idea that we can borrow ourselves out of debt. And then there are some unethical standards today, unstable ethical standards. God's standard is discarded today. It's just cast aside. And man's standard is accepted in the place of God's. And so we have many things that are disturbing today. There is a confused and, uh, and disturbing spiritual state in a world today. God is denied. The, the Bible is rejected. Christ is despised and the church is scorned today. And in addition to those disturbing things that cause a feeling of in instability. There is sickness and there is death and there are natural disasters and there, there's the threat of nuclear war and there is inflation and unemployment and AIDS and cancer and heart disease and road rage and drive-by shootings and on and on we could go. What effect can things like that have upon us? Well, one of the things is anxiety and fear. Another is depression. And then, of course, there's complaining. But then when we have conditions like that exist, there's a lack of joy. But do you realize today that there are some people who are not upset by those kind of things? They're not the least upset or disturbed by things like that. You see, somehow they are able to find stability in the midst of trouble. And the key is found in the sixth verse of the text that I read. You see, the stability is provided by the Lord. The text says that it comes through wisdom and knowledge. If you were to read this passage from the New King James Version, it says wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. It will be the stability of your times. What will be the stability of your times? Wisdom, knowledge, will help to stabilize us in a disturbed world. And such wisdom and knowledge are going to help us to face life as it really is. It will help to guide us through some of the pitfalls of life. And in Proverbs, the second chapter, uh, the, the, the Bible reads beginning in verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, 
Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then thou shalt understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom, listen to this now, when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. To, let, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. You see, it's going to take knowledge and wisdom to protect us from the pitfalls of life. It's going to take knowledge and wisdom to provide comfort for us and confidence for us in times of turmoil, in Proverbs, the third chapter, beginning in verse 21, listen to Solomon. My son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou lowest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. You see, God is willing to provide such wisdom to those that are willing to look to Him. James, the first chapter says, If a man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And so this stability comes through wisdom and knowledge, but it comes through salvation, uh, the, the strength of salvation. You see, this helps us to face death. I want you to consider the example of the Apostle Paul. And the thing that helped him to face death was the strength of salvation. The fact that he knew the Lord. And he knew he knew the Lord. Listen to him in Philippians 1 verse 21. For to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. You see, there was no frustration in Paul when he wrote that. He was living in the midst of disturbing times because, you see, he was in prison when he wrote that. But he was not shaken by it. His faith was not destroyed by it because he had that wisdom and knowledge and salvation that comes from the Lord. Paul in Philippians 1.23 said, I'm in a strait betwixt two having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul could face death because of the stability that had been provided by the Lord. Listen to what he wrote in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 1. Before we know that if this earthly house of our tabernacle were dissolved, 
We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Paul realized that when he left this old world, that he had something better waiting for him. And as he said also in that fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians, that to be present in the body is to be absent from the Lord, and to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. And Paul was not shaken in the midst of troubled times. When he wrote the last thing that he ever wrote to, to his young son in the faith, Timothy, Paul was in prison. And Paul knew that it would not be long until he would be leaving this world. And he said, I am ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Uh, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness with which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only, but at all of them that love his appearing. I have an idea that when Paul penned those words, his pulse was just as calm as it could be, just as normal as it could be. Because, you see, Paul was stabilized by the Lord. What's the key to that stability? We'll go back to our text in Isaiah, the 33rd chapter, verses 5 and 6. And here is the key to that stability. It is the fear of the Lord. The fear of of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is essential to having wisdom and knowledge. In Proverbs, the first chapter and verse 7, Solomon said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And then in Proverbs, the ninth chapter and verse 10, he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the fear of the Lord is also essential to one receiving salvation. In Acts the 10th chapter, verses 34 and 35, it, it was Peter who said, I perceive of a truth that God is no respect of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. For people to be accepted by the Lord, they must fear him. They must fear him. And Acts the 13th chapter, and in verse 26, the Bible says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. The key to being stable in a disturbed world is to Fear God. Well, why is the fear of the Lord so essential? Let's just read some other verses from the Bible along this line. For example, in Proverbs the 16th chapter and verse 6, By the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Then there's Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26. 
in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And then he says, a place of refuge. And then there is Proverbs, the 14th chapter and verse 27. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. Is it any wonder then that in Isaiah 33, that when he talked about God being bringing stability to the world, that he's the stabilizing force in the world, that the key to the stability is having a respect for God, a reverential awe and respect for God, that is fearing him. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter and verse 6, the writer said, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can, what can man do to me. And you see, when we have a fear for God, we don't have to fear the world. Solomon said in Proverbs 29 and verse 25, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. And hence, we need to be today putting our trust in the Lord. And fearing God. We need to have enough fear of God in our hearts that we, first of all, believe in Him. That we believe in Him. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We need to have the fear of God in our hearts to the point that we respect his word. We tremble at his word as the book of Isaiah teaches. There's not much trembling at the word of God today. But we need to have fear of God. Solomon said, fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Your responsibility in life, your duty in life, is to have that fear of the Lord in your heart. And when you fear God, you trust His promises you not only trust His promises, but there is a respect for His threats. You see, there are the two sides of God. It was Paul in Romans eleven twenty two who said, Behold the goodness and the severity of God. And we're to respect God and fear God. And when we do, we look at the good side of God and what God can do for us when we respect His will. But then we understand what will happen when we do not. Our duty in life is indeed to fear the Lord with all of our heart and to trust in the Lord with all of our heart rather than fearing man, what a man can do to us or what uh, we can do for ourselves. Here is the key to stability in a disturbed world. And that fear of God not only will cause one to believe in God and to believe His Word, it will cause an individual to look to Jesus Christ 
as being the salvation of humanity. And Jesus is the one who came into the world according to God's plan for the redemption of the human family. In Acts 4 and 12, Peter said, Neither is our salvation any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. And when we fear God, we're going to turn away from the sin there is in our life. When I really fear God, and there is so much sin in our world today, no one knows any more about that than God. No one's done any more about it than God. He gave His Son because of the sin of the world. And our sin is against Him. We've sinned against God. And we need to turn from our sins. There needs to be repentance across the land today where people are turning away from their sins. I think of a statement made in the Old Testament in 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter in verse 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and listen to it now, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal the land. God can bring stability to a disturbed world if men would fear Him, turn to Him, respect Him, obey Him, and repent of the sins there in their lives. We must repent of our sins. We need to have the courage in the midst of a disturbed world to stand up for Jesus Christ and to acknowledge Jesus Christ as being the Son of God. The Son of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. You need to confess the sweet name of Jesus. Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven. And then we need to be willing to submit to baptism because we fear God. We respect God. And we want to do what He tells us to do. Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Go teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But what is the purpose of doing that? In giving the Great Commission according to Mark's Gospel, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Friends, when we respect God, which is the key to stability in life, then we'll do everything God tells us to do. I think it's unfortunate. Uh, extremely unfortunate. It is tragic that there are folk in our world today who do not fear God. It's always been like that. It always will be. But in Romans the third chapter in verse 18, the Bible says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. And as a result, rather than having wisdom and knowledge, they are so foolish. So very foolish. 
And rather than having stability in their lives, there is confusion and there is turmoil when there is no fear of God in the eyes of man. May God help us to fear Him because that is the key to living a life of stability in a disturbed world. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I've thought about all of this, and I hear what you're saying today, but I just can't see how that applies to me. There have been people who've lived in disturbed times before. It was a disturbed world during the days of Noah. It, it was a disturbed world when the city of Jerusalem was destroyed in A.D. 70. And the only way that we can survive today as individuals, is by looking to God. We carry money in our pockets, in our purses, and the coins, and as well as the paper money, have an inscription that says, In God we trust. And if we really trust in God, that means that we look to Him, that we believe in Him, that we trust in Him, and that we fear Him. And remember, it is the fear of the Lord that is the key to staying stable in a disturbed world. And it's essential to having wisdom and knowledge and salvation. This is just the bottom line, people. Fearing God, respecting God. There's such a disrespect for God today that people will get on television and they will use His name in vain. There's such a disrespect for God today that people will use the name of God in a light, frivolous, vain way in telling some kind of a story or some kind of a joke. And, and, and there's such a lack of fear of the fear of God today in the hearts of some. They even deny that He even exists. I feel so sorry for people who deny the existence of God. God loves them. And we all as Christians should love them. But don't you feel sorry for people who do not believe in God? Friends, fearing God and, and keeping His commandments is the bottom line of life. I want to thank you for watching our telecast today. And in the closing moments, may I urge you with all the love of my heart to pick up the telephone right now and call for this free Bible correspondence course. It will help you to gain knowledge and wisdom, and it will help you to learn more about what it really means to fear God and to keep His commandments. Also, may I give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>